Greetings and salutations. Welcome to episode 120 of Ref the District. I'm Nathan Perry. That's the stoner and that's Trev joining us for a little bit today. He does have to bail out. If you notice that wonderful background of his, that is the Sky Bar in Lexington, <laughs> Virginia. So, uh, of course, we stream live here every Wednesday on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter where you can catch us at 730 Eastern Time in the evening and that's uh apparently a very popular time to schedule the sky bar for a private event so make sure you uh, get with trav sometime if you need to have your own private event there at sky bar after we're done streaming we put this out on your favorite audio platform so make sure you check us out there as well and for episode 120 we've got a doozy for you as we've got five total topics and probably a sprinkling of a couple of more in here but we got planned for you some of the rankings that have been going around and how Washington fares in those and how they are in my opinion underrated in both we're going to be talking about the Sam Howell comments made within the last week and likening him to Colt McCoy our mm. thoughts on that coming up in the cool down for the game, it's who's next. Chase Rulier was cut. We're going to get everyone's thoughts on that because Stoner uh, did release a video the day of the cut, and we're going to talk about who might be next on this roster to see the back of the uh, – see Washington in the rearview mirror, as we used to say. <laughs> uh, and then here in the warm-up presented to you by Don't Sleep Energy. Go to don'tsleepenergy.com. Use the code REFTHEDISTRICT for 10% off your entire order. Don't sleep energy. Shop local. Get your energy right here in the DMV from Don't Sleep Energy. Nice. Uh, we're going to be talking about Jason Wright taking over football operations. Mm. Uh, comets coming this week that happen to have that there. And we're also going to be talking about, as you can see, if you're watching right now, the Andrew Luck tampering situation. So all that's coming up here on episode 120. Appreciate everybody in the chat here. We got EPP4. We got Rockman, Yam in the house, Redskin 007, Virgil as well. Um Yam says the new layout is interesting. Yeah, we're trying out uh, a new layout here. Uh, unfortunately, get the big screen of me, uh, but we're trying, as always, to improve what we do and what we bring, but we appreciate the support and however it comes. So, uh, gentlemen, Andrew yeah. Luck was reported. I, let me give you a qu quick timeline of this. Give us, give us the most, background. Most recent timeline. Okay. Okay. You're probably going to, Stoner's probably going to add a little tidbit into this, but the most recent, most, most timeline, part. Yeah. most recent timeline to this, John Kime posts an article on Saturday that notes that the team did try to pursue Andrew Luck when it was looking for a quarterback. Mm -hmm. Well, Jim Ursay sees this, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts, and uh, tweets out that, uh, hey, if any team approached Andrew Luck, that'd be clear violation of the NFL policy. And uh, says that that should uh, be looked into and encourages the NFL to uh, look into it. Uh, Nikki J, Washington Post, come out, uh, I think, a day after this had kind of blown up. And uh, they reached out and no one from Andrew's Luck Camp said that they were contacted. Right. So seems like this was a pretty much a non-story, but it did blow up and cause a little bit of stir. And of course, Jim Irsay, not a huge fan of the Washington Commanders or Dan Snyder, seemingly wanting to get a little bit from uh, from this team. Um, NFL does not, gentlemen, does not treat 
tampering very lightly. They do not. Um, so if Washington is deemed to have done something incorrectly, this could potentially cost a first round pick next year. Yeah, that that looks if if they did that, uh, it's a little bit scary because it it could definitely cost some picks. We saw it in Miami. Miami lost what a first. They definitely lost their first rounder. They lost year. their first round pick. Yep. And I think they lost a third rounder next year because they were tampering with Tom Brady and Sean Payton, maybe. But it was definitely Tom Brady. So they got in trouble for that. And then this year, of course, Arizona got busted for tampering with Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coach for the Eagles, when he was not technically available to be interviewed, but they were contacting him. So, like you said, Nathan, the NFL does not take too kindly to teams illegally contacting non-free agents in the coaching and in the uh, player ranks. So that's pretty interesting. But the time stuff, he just kind of said it in passing. That was the weird thing. He wasn't trying to say something. The oh, it was just a rando line in this yeah. this otherwise long article on but on uh, the here's team the thing backing I never Sam got. Here's the thing I never got, and, th- and let me ask you guys this. They said that they pretty much contacted every single team for their quarterback. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference? If they had contacted Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson and Derek Carr and whoever and whoever and whoever, those guys are under contract. Why is that not tampering? That's what I didn't get about this whole thing. If they contacted uh, Andrew Luck, if they did, which I don't even think they did. They probably just called Indy and said, is Andrew Luck available? <laughs> yeah. And they said, is no. Inter- they said, yeah. okay, and moved on. But even so, my question is, can't they get in trouble for tampering with Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan and all those quarterbacks that they said that they inquired about? That's what I don't understand. Maybe it's the time period because isn't there a certain time period where you're, you are allowed to talk to those kind of athletes that's not considered tampering? Maybe we spoke to him during the wrong time period because I'm with you, Stoner. Like that's the same thing as trying to inquire about Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or Derek Carr or anybody who was a potentially a free agent or available for trade. So mm-hmm. maybe I guess I guess the time period. I don't know, but I I think that it's more than likely probably hyperbole to say that Washington contacted every team. And and of course, of course this went as far as like they even inquired for Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this is just along those lines and it, it's maybe an urban legend at this point that they've gone this far. Um, you can tell anybody who is familiar with Andrew Luck these days can tell. I mean, if you see the picture here on the, on the stream right now, <laughs> he is not in football shape. This is a guy who's yeah. happily enjoying his retirement. Uh, he's got the mustache going. I'm, I'm slow rolling mine. It's taken a while to go. I'm coming for my, my retirement. Um, yeah. And he's, he's trimmed down entirely. So yeah, uh, I think, I think this one might've just gotten away. John Kime is one of the most dependable uh, beat reporters Washington has. So it's it's hard to take what he puts down and think of it as malarkey. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think that this is probably just a situation where maybe the details weren't as clear because of some, some things being said in passing. And, and as Doug points out here, 
talking to an organization versus talking to a player are two vastly different things. If Washington did reach out to Indianapolis, there's no issue with them inquiring from the organization. The, the problem comes from if you reach out to the player or a representative of the player, even kind of through somebody else, like a mediate, you know, situation where you like you talk to a player or somebody who knows the player and they talk to the person that can be seen as tampering because now you're going okay. outside the organization so that's really where okay and uh, and there's a few others that said that yam said that as well tommy so a few people are clarifying that and that makes sense however if i may if i may just go back directly to john kime's story that got this whole thing rolling this year because he mentioned this last year also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I thought that was the tidbit you were going to mention, Stoner. Was yeah. Again, this was not new information. Not even. Uh, the team had been reported last year to even look into Andrew Luck's availability. And so it's kind of interesting that this resurfaced. Part of my timeline that I did not uh, include is John Kime did post the story on Saturday. And it got a little bit of buzz within the channels. But then it was notoriously late tweeter an NFL guy who makes all the updates. Uh, I'm going to butcher his name right now, but uh, starts with a D. He oh, Dove Kleiman. Dove Kleiman. Uh, he he sent out a tweet. Update all caps and yeah. uh, that Washington had pursued Andrew Luck, and that's well, I, what kind of spun out of control. Okay, well here's the thing. If I, I again, I'm going directly to the story that John Kime wrote. Mm-hmm. And this is, even so, they didn't feel the same urgency they did last offseason when they called every team that might have a quarterback available. They Mm -hmm. even phoned about retired Andrew Luck just in case. That's exactly what he said. He did not say that they called Andrew Luck. Right. Okay? He said they called every team – they even phoned about Andrew Luck. Okay. And of course, what happens? Somebody picks that up and they say they called Andrew Luck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, puts it out there. Says they, they phoned Andrew Luck. And then 11 minutes, and I checked, 11 minutes after Pro Football Talk posted that, that's when Jim Mercer posted and said, if anybody's contacting him, that's tampering. <laughs> And that's illegal. First of all, and this is just how this is how it happens on ugh. Twitter. Is you take and I got into a back and forth with somebody today about a totally different subject, but the same idea. In that somebody posted, and we're going to talk about that next. Maybe <laughs> I'll just wait on that. But it's about the Jason Wright situation. But it's the same thing. Somebody posted something, and if you change one word, it makes it an entirely different. Oh, yeah. Things get blown out of proportion. I think this Jim Irsay, again, notorious for for blowing things up and Mm. making uh, and making the story a little bit about him. Here's uh, the biggest the biggest elephant in the room of this whole thing is why in the hell did we call about Andrew Luck in the first place so this could even be a story? That's I mean, oh, I would. You wouldn't have taken Andrew Luck last year if he said, "I want to play." Over Carson Wentz. Over Carson Wentz. Over Taylor Heineke. And Taylor Heineke. And no. Oh man, come on. Andrew Luck was a baller when he played. He he left after a preseason game. Yeah, I I mean, look, that's one thing. Again, I don't care about that stuff. Can you ball? 
he can ball. And that's all I would care. If about. if if Andrew Luck came to if Andrew Luck came to to Skybar tonight, Trev, yeah, looking looking fit and said, "I'm ready to play football." Are you really turning that down? Yes. That's why <laughs> you're. That's not. why you're not a GM, Trev. <laughs> look, that's why you're look, not a I'm not GM. Taking, I'm not taking anybody who's come out that's, of retirement. He's not Tom Brady come out of retirement. No, you guys, just think about is, it. No, what does he want in his life? Bad, bad. What does he want? What does he accomplish in his life? Okay. In his football life, NFL. I mean, he was really darn good. He, a, he went he, to a. Uh, he was a good quarterback, you know it. Did he go he, to the AFC yeah. Championship or did he go to the game before? Mark Sanchez divisional? has been to the AFC Championship. I don't want to hear that. Well, I know. I'm not just saying <laughs> that he had a great season, took his team to the AFC Championship, and should have won that game. That was the game that they were up like thirty to six. I don't know what score. Yeah, was. I don't want that. It was Washington. a historic comeback that was not his fault. It was the defense's that. fault that they blew. That. He was a he was a damn good quarterback. Trevin. I'd take him a hundred times out of a hundred well, if he wanted to play. Thankfully, we don't have any of us uh as the GM, especially yeah, Trev in this awful, awful take <laughs> Andrew here. Luck, come on, you guys. Wright is rumored to want to get in on the football operations side. Would you want Jason Wright as the GM for the Washington Commanders. We'll start with the notoriously bad GM, Trev, down there in Lexington, Virginia. Trev, would you take Jason right here in Washington as our GM? Uh, yes. And that's just because not only did we have we talked to him personally, but it's because that so far what he's done with the organization has been uh, progress, has been successful, has been on the positive side. And he's a player. He's he's a former player, so he kind of knows what it takes to maybe build a team or at least a competent team. Mm-hmm. And I think the way he's being aggressive about getting the sale done and about changing the culture would probably translate into football operations. I mean, I know it's been out there. He's saying that maybe he would have gone after Lamar Jackson, or at least maybe tried a little harder than we did, and maybe not been so adamant saying, "No, we're not going to do that." As one of the top five quarterback needy teams in the NFL, so I mean, I think it'd be okay. It's worth a shot if we can bring Marty and Marty and Marty in there then why as well give Jason right a shot? He's been there for a while. He's a former player. He's aggressive in what he wants to do to be a business person. So I'm all for it. Now, now in this interview that he had uh, with The Athletic, uh, he did say that he does not – he want, he is interested in, in football operations. Doesn't mean Washington or doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. want Washington. So it's not like he's trying to – angle for the job here right. but stoner mm-hmm. uh you took the time listened mm-hmm. you know argued with people on mm-hmm. twitter and I everything did. what what do you make of this or again another kind of non-story here on jason wright the gm as much as i like jason wright he's had uh, some he's had some bad things that have happened in his current position and as much as i like him i would not want him to be my football ops guy for the very simple reason he doesn't have any experience doing that. I wouldn't want to take him from having never done that job, never done anything close to that job. He's not in football ops now in any way. He's completely separate. I do not want him coming over and all of a sudden being in charge of the football ops. I, would, I wouldn't mind if maybe he was the vice football ops guy or the, you, you know, the assistant football ops guy. So somebody else who has experiences doing it. But no, I would not want him. However, again, going back to that whole tweet deal, is it got spread around again that Jason wants to be the Washington Commanders head of football ops. Oh, my God. He never said that. 
He never ever said that. And here again, here's the tweet. This fan base. talking to people around the and this is somebody says we want Dallas. Yeah. Okay, this is their tweet. Oh, he has a blue check mark. He has a blue check mark. Um, good for him. Talking <laughs> to people where's my applause button? Yeah, he's got a check mark. Woo. Talking to people around the league, they've mm-hmm. gathered that Jason Wright wants to take over the football operations here. Okay. Now, what they didn't say in that exact same article, okay, because this is by Mike Jones in The Athletic, in that exact same article, Jason specifically said, someday I would like to be in charge of football ops, but not here in Washington. I've got enough going on right now. He specifically said, not in Washington. I've got But this person, this We Want Dallas blue check mark, hooray for you, Twitter guy, left that part out and just said other people say that Jason wants to do that. But Jason himself it. says, I do not yeah. want to I, do I that. think that That's comes huge. from the, the Mike Jones uh, conversation. Right. But what I'm is, saying is what it is. And Mike Jones, Mike Jones reported. Said it. Yeah, Mike Jones he's said that up. he's heard other people talk about Jason Wright and that he might be a fit there. And I right. think that's what the, the We Want said. Dallas uh Handball. But we want Dallas to say it. Mike Jones said it, is what you're saying, Stone. No, right? no. What I'm saying is Mike Jones also said that Jason told said, Mike Jones yeah. said, "I do not want to do that here in oh, Washington." Oh, oh. We want Dallas just failed to mention that part. So everybody is <laughs> out there running with this tweet saying mm. Jason Wright wants to be the Washington's football ops guy. We ain't which running is with not it. true at all. <laughs> no, it's he, not. He got he only used part of Mike Jones' quote, and that's where things explode. It's the same thing with the Andrew Luck deal and what John Kime said. John Kime didn't say they contacted Andrew Luck, John Kime said they contacted every team, even Indy, about Andrew Luck. Yeah, but all you have to do is put it out there, and for somebody with a blue check mark, the Dove Climbins, the We Want Dallas's of the wor- world. And Man, they just spread misinformation. Tracking. We want Dallas right we now. We want Dallas. That's... I don't know who it is. Does anybody know the We Want Dallas guy? Some, I mean, he needs to clean up his act. Sometimes the stuff he's reported has kind of been true. So I've, I've kind of. Dude. We want well, Dallas. Well, well, um, I, I mean, say, Trev, this he, is true. What he said is true. He, he just, just framed it, well. it in a way to make Jason Wright look like he's angling for the job. Yeah. I, from what I've seen from the we want Dallas handle is that they tend to just gather the content from around and re kind of put it in their own mm-hmm. words and then push it out. And sometimes yeah. it's in a manner that <laughs> grabs the attention of people right. and pe- people run with it. And, and that's, can I just I say also I, oh, it is Twitter yeah. in a nutshell, but we want Dallas. He has yeah. half the followers that good old Ref District has. So. Okay. Well, let's not get into <laughs> and has let's not even let's, no, yeah, not even <laughs> come on. Really? Wait, really? What, what are we 12 here? See, yeah. Okay. Moving oh, moving on from, from game, Twitter man. handles and everything. Back to the, the the Jason Wright business here. Yeah, dog. Um both of you, I, a lot of people in the chat. Just want everybody gone. A lot of people saying absolutely not to Jason Wright. Some people are even uh, tacking Stoner's take on that he's done some uh, good things here. Uh, as far as me, I, I'm with you, Stoner, on the fact that he doesn't have the experience on the football right. operations side. So I would have the problems handling handing over the reins to him. 
Sure. I think that the football operations person should come from kind of the scouting department, somebody who knows how to, you know, feel the team. Mm-hmm. And Jason, I don't know. I mean, maybe he could wow in an interview for it, but I just don't necessarily see that being the case. And so if he gets a chance to be a GM, I hope that uh, if that's what he wants, that he gets that chance with another team, just not here hey, in you Washington. you guys brought me on with no experience in the podcasting world, and I'm still here. As, yeah, uh, yeah, yes. but what well, did we do first? We <laughs> came in as a guest. As, as exactly. an so that's what he's doing right now. Maybe he's being But a he's guest not. The, he's not in know. football ops right now. He might that's have a little true. say in it. It's got to <laughs> be. He's the president. But I think there are things that he uh, – like I said, I, I didn't see where – some people were saying that Jason Wright is just a total screw up, which yeah, because I don't, I don't believe that. Me neither. He's no. had some botches. He's had some sure. massive botches. But what he has done, the biggest thing I think, is he's turned over eighty percent of mm-hmm. the workplace, which was proven to be a toxic environment. Right. Which and was he turned way it more over eighty percent. Mm-hmm. Do you have any of those issues anymore? He's brought in no. diversity. He's yep. brought in women in powerful positions. Men, He's brought men, in all minorities yep. all over the place. Yep. And he has brought respectability to the front office. He's had some botches. And the best part, I think, the best part is he acknowledges the botches. He said, look, we botched it. I apologize. We're going to fix it. We're going to do better. We're going to learn from it. Whereas the guy before him would sit there and say, our culture is damn good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he would <laughs> the everything. Yeah. So that yeah. part I do like about it. nobody's perfect, but no. he's brought respectability to sure. the front office and he's done some really good things as well. And the things that I think that people are like harping on that he's done so bad are like optical things, like the name changing process, how it was done on Good Morning America, the Sean oh, Taylor, the Sean Taylor family terrible. picture in front of the whatever, and then the Sean Taylor quote unquote statue is what they call it, and the helicopter showing the commander's team store before we like that those wasn't were him, like, I know, I know it wasn't, but still if, like if you're the president, you're, get, you're yeah. gonna get the hate it, for all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, so like so, at least those things are like the the botcheries, whether it's not like another misconduct scandal or another right in the yeah behind the scenes that we don't know so if those now are we're good, yeah boxes, now we're then... complaining about things that matter to fans exactly those things you're talking about before are things that matter to are society human. as a yeah, whole human yeah. issues yeah and yeah. those are just team way, issues sure yeah but now we're just complaining about statues and names and masks and and uniforms and color, stuff yeah and, stuff yeah. that we should be talking about well we hope to focus on the football field but that's something that we're still kind of waiting to do here as the sale looms and i want to get to that right after acknowledging redskins weekly in the house telling you everybody go show some love and hit that like button what's up uh thanks uh redskin weekly for hopping in here tonight uh yeah do hit that like button so i brought up the sale as a transition piece here as as there was some news that kind of dropped uh, just shortly before, so after yeah. the graphics department was already finished with uh, <laughs> right with uh, with the graphics for today, but uh, big time uh, conversation here 
from the uh, Washington Post, members of the NFL's finance committee raised concerns mm. about Josh Harris's tentative $6.05 billion deal to purchase mm. the commanders from Daniel Snyder, slowing momentum of the sale. The eight-owner committee discussed it during a meeting Wednesday. Um Mm-hmm. So the Washington Post got that out, and our man over there, AJ from Front Office Sports, also said the Finance Committee meets today. So this is happening during this meeting, and if the commander sale was normal one, this is where full uh, a full ownership vote would be scheduled. But it sounds like that's not headed in the right direction. It's uh, so a little bad news there for us. Trev, you were pretty pretty – you're bummed about this, but you're also happy that uh, you didn't celebrate too early. Do you, do you, are you concerned that the sale's not moving in the direction you want it to? Well, it's brand new for me. So, of course, anything that AJ and everybody purports on, I'm going to freak out a little, about it, a little bit about it. But uh, mm-hmm. we talked pre-show, and Stoner said it's probably procedure, and that Denver was going through the same thing. We just didn't know about it because we aren't Denver fans or Washington fans. So I guess it's part of the process, part of procedure. Um, I don't really know the timeline of a potential football sale to happen. So if it's slowing down the process, okay. If it speeds it up, okay. I still don't know when it's supposed to happen. So as long as the report doesn't say which causes the sale not to happen and looks like another bidder needs to come in, that's cool. Right. But if it's just slowing it down, like taking an extra day or two or another week, cool. But as long as, like I said, they didn't say it's not happening, then still not celebrating yet until they said the deal is done, signed, mm-hmm. sealed, and delivered. So. I That's did, fair. I did Definitely get the, some premature celebration. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, we we've done some premature. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I was in my onesie because I, I thought it was such a victory just to get to yeah. that point. But oh, uh, it, that's a huge. That was a huge point to get to for sure. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, I did get to read a little bit of the article, and I think their biggest thing that they're concerned about is that there are so many investors, so mm-hmm. many minority investors, and they just have concerns about all these. Why do you need so many, so much money? Mm-hmm. And then there has something to do with a $200 million loan to Snyder, you know, again, stuff that's way over our head because we don't understand how these things yeah. work. We're, but we're not in the $6 billion we're market. That, yeah, we're not in that club, Yeah, but, but it is, it is different. It, we're past. I think this is probably the new way that, sports ownerships are going to be going is having these large groups instead of three or four two, one pe- one person buying it because it's just so much money. Yeah. Not everybody has $6 billion. And, and honestly, I think this is going to be a turning point for the NFL where they mm-hmm. change the rules on, you know, who can buy a team because it's gotten to the point where there is not that they want the ownership you know, teams to change that uh, often, but they still need to be able to be marketable. And right now the, the, the pool of people who would want to buy an NFL team and can afford an NFL can team is a it. very, very small number. Yeah. And we're seeing even billionaires such as uh, Harris here who can't come up with the money himself. He needs 17 plus people to – Kind kind of come in there with him, but then I mean, then again, you guys, you guys got a guy who you know, ex NBA players got seven billion dollars and some Canadian dude who's uh, still in the running as well. Yeah, I got five dollars. So, um, 
Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think this is going to be an interesting thing to kind of follow. I don't think it, it's a, a death knell to the situation or yeah. as some people uh, thinking that Dan Snyder isn't going to sell in this situation, just that it has a couple more steps to you know get through. And hopefully we will be celebrating sometime this year, uh, not just for team victories, but also – Dan Snyder out of our lives for good. I mean, he's already moved out. Like he's art. Like this. This is how far the process is. is He's he's staying away from the team as much as possible. So Mm -hmm. it's gonna happen. Just when is it gonna happen? Is the thing. Uh, Yam's not going anywhere. We can trust Yam's gonna stay here. Apparently, he had a a switch up with his classes, so he'll be staying with us. And I want you to stay with us as well as we go over Chase Rulier being cut. Uh, from the team and who is next all that's coming up right here on the game